G'day, mate. How are you? Oh, yeah, look, it's been uh, an interesting, interesting last couple of weeks, I must say. It really has. We've uh, we disappeared for the last couple of weeks, getting we stuff organised and done. And I wouldn't say it's an exactly a hiatus kind of period. I think it's just it's been void because we've been given the strict instruction do not leave your house. We are under a uh, police state currently, so that's what Victoria is. Yeah, 100% right. Well, in most part, I mean, I'm still going to work, as you know. You um, are. But, yeah, we're pretty much yeah we're in that lockdown period, but we just can't do anything and go anywhere. But we've been getting stuff done, really. I mean, look at us. We're on a network now. We are. We are. Moving up in the world, mate. Oh, I wouldn't say moving up in the world. I'd say moving in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll pay that. I'll pay that. Yeah. So, like, within time, we'll get to a stage where people will know us. We'll be walking down the street. Oh, my God, it's Tony and Brad from Rebels. Fucking hell. Can you? Oh, I can't even imagine that. No, nah, neither can I. Look, we're no Joe Rogan. No, 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 not even close. <laughs> I'm not even Joe Rogan's assistant. I'm not even a speck on Joe Rogan's radar. I'm not even a piece of shit on his shoe. If you're not a piece of shit, then what does that make me? You're non-existent. You're dust. <laughs> but what are we? <laughs> oh, don't start. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Should we? Uh, let's shoot the shit. This is Rebels Without a Clue. Alrighty, so here we are back in the saddle yet again. Welcome to the show, guys. Um, like we said earlier, we've been a little bit um, on hiatus, but mm-hmm. um, back in the saddle again. I'm repeating myself. And if you don't already know us, uh, I'm Brad. And I'm Tony. And Tony, what are you drinking? Uh, tonight, I'm actually drinking a classic Aussie beer, good old Crown Lager. I think I can up you one when I say that I'm drinking a Han Premium Light. Whoa. Now, those, those are two quintessential Australian beers right there. Oh, they are. They're pure filth. <laughs> I feel like I'm drinking a loaf of bread. Oi, do not- <laughs> You're going to have a yeast infection by the time we're done. Oh. <laughs> um, do you know what's interesting, though? Did you see in the news about VB releasing their own uh, fragrance? Yes. Yes, I did. I, I can't even – I feel like the smell of that is going to be kind of – after you've thrown up in a gutter somewhere and you've got the stench of your own vomit on your shirt, that's what I'm getting the scent of. <laughs> a quarter to eight in the fucking morning. <laughs> Wait, do you know who they should have actually gotten to be like oh, the front man for that? They should have that got that guy, guy 100%. The- the guy that did the long neck in his truck. Oh, they, oh man, can you imagine? The <laughs> sales would have gone through the roof. Oh, my God. But you, you couldn't imagine an ad campaign with him as a front man because it would just be pure filth. Oh, 100% it would. Hundy. 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 Hundy 10. Hundy 10. <laughs> okay, well, it's um, well, a definite should different I, um- pop- before we go on, should I I'll get the formalities out of the way? Oh, yes, please uh, do. If you haven't done so already, guys, be sure to go like and subscribe us on um, Anchor, SoundCloud, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Google Podcasts, iTunes, or whatever other plat- podcast platform you jump on. You can also follow us on our <laughs> social medias on 
Instagram, <laughs> Rebels Without a Clue 03. Twitter, Rebels Without a 1. Facebook, Rebels Without a Clue podcast. And you can also join us on the Generation Random Network Facebook page and Discord channel. And I've posted links to both of them. So all you need to do is basically go onto our Facebook page and scroll through it because you'll see both links there. Yep. So you can jump onto that Discord channel and check out a few of our other members of the network. Um, you can join Chris on his show, Generation Random. Uh, he's also got a couple of other shows, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels and Thanks But No Thanks. Uh, it's also got It's Beefar. He's usually on stri- uh, streaming on Twitch, so you can jump in and watch him do his thing, as well as Rabona. Um, you can jump in and, and he's usually playing Dead by Daylight, so you can jump in and have a chat with him and um, see what he's up to. And also, if you haven't already, can you please give us a like on Facebook and a like on Instagram? It would go a long way to you showing some support, which we'd really appreciate. 100%. Not even that, but even get, in, get on the Discord, fucking chat with us. We're, we're getting really active on there now, so feel free to jump in and have a chat with us And because um, we've got a dedicated channel on the network Discord, so get in there and fucking hit us up. That's it. Yeah, so this week we're, we're going a bit casual with this week's episode. We're just going, you know, get us shoot the shit, you know. Um, do you want to give a – do you want to pitch your idea for this week? Yes. Uh, so I proposed to Tony just recently. I'm like, because we were discussing, obviously, what we were going to talk about. Obviously, not being able to see each other for the last couple of weeks, we haven't had time to kind of sit around and really go through what we wanted to do on the show. So for me, I was like, hey, Tony, let's do something a little bit different. Let's come up with a variety of questions that we're going to ask each other without any potential feedback from the party asking the question. So you kind of just have to take what he says on value. I can't provide (laughs) any kind of commentary back to him. If he gives me me an answer saying he loves flat earthers, I can't really say much to it. You know I would never, ever dare utter those words. No, I know, I know, I know that's not a potential thing that would ever happen, but just in the unlikely occurrence that you actually threw that out there, I have no luxury of saying anything back to that. Well, I would rather commit seppuku than utter those words. <laughs> Do it. You've got enough swords in your back room. Ho! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. All right, well... um. How do we go about this? Who goes first? Do we toss? Well, up I think because I proposed the idea, I'm going to ask the first question. All right. All right. You ready to roll? I'm ready to rock and roll. Let's shoot some shit. <laughs> All right. Tony, what secret conspiracy would you like to start? Oh, fuck. Wow. Already with a zinger. Shit. Yep. Oh, God. What secret conspiracy would I like to start? Like, have a think about it, because, like, you know, there's quite a fair few different conspiracy theories out there right now. Yeah. So, it's not like you don't have kind of a grounding or a foundation to think about it in terms of its context, but, you know, I'm really curious to see what you kind of come up with this. So, would it be a conspiracy theory that I like to start or that I would have liked to have started? Uh, More so, try and go original. Oh, cock. Or if you can't think of anything original, then maybe even choose one of the potential conspiracies that kind of are surfacing around now. Well, I guess it's, like, if it was something that was around now and I wish that I had started, it would have been that, um, that alien life forms do exist. Yep. 
Um, so basically calling you Bob Lazar. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, as far as an original one, um, I guess it's start the conspiracy theory that like more of like an actual proven thing that the soul is an actual thing. Okay, like, like a no, physical it, entity. Yeah. Well, physical, metaphysical. Spirit, yeah, yeah. That yeah. The soul yeah. is a real thing. It's not just well. All we can think of at the moment is that it's a theory, right? Yeah. I would want me personally. I would like to start the thing that it is real. Like provide they, some kind of evidence suggesting that it is. Yeah, and they carry from person to like your soul travels from vessel to vessel. Interesting. I like it. I like it. There's yeah. good grounding in that. Yeah, I reckon that'd be a cool one to start. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you'd you have the all shit. the religious and spiritual heads losing their minds. Oh, definitely. I'd, I'd be assassinated in two seconds. No, you'd be a cult leader. Oh, no. And you'd have about 35 wives. Hey. Yeah, but all under 12. Oh, no. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, yeah, that took yeah. a dark turn. You know, you know, what I'm spewing about with this setup that we're doing is that that's mm. a really good question. I would like to hear your answer, but that's not what we're going for here. No, and see, that's the thing. Now, the burning desire to ask me similar kind of like, what would you answer to that? Damn it! All right, all right. So, <laughs> my question to you. Well, first Go one off it. the rank. You've been tossed into an insane asylum. Yep. What do you tell them to prove that you're not insane? Uh, I think it, it's kind of interesting that uh, because the way I think about it, right? So when as someone that's crazy, like the definitive idea of crazy, people are going to have a whole bunch of different kind of conceptions of what constitutes crazy. Like, am I schizophrenic? Am I manic? Like, what am I? I don't know. I'm just going to generalize and say let, I'm all forms of crazy. But what is noticeable in crazy people is their lack of ability to be self-reflective. So being able to go, okay, this is where I'm at. These are my thoughts. Um, I know I'm thinking like that. In terms of my rationality, I don't know why I'm thinking like that. That's potentially why I'm here to find answers to questions like that. So thinking of it in a sense where it's self-reflective enough to make them believe that I'm conscious of myself, I'm aware of how I'm feeling, I'm aware of what I'm thinking, which uh, in a lot of crazy people, there is no sense of self. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Because, um, like, I suppose the hard part is, as I said, there's so many differing definitions of crazy. So to ultimately kind of pigeonhole yourself down to, you know, I'm schizophrenic, I've got manic episodes, I'm kind of losing my mind. But then how do you bring yourself back to a stage of where they're convinced and believing that you're not actually losing your mind? It's you sitting them down in a hypothetical counselling session and going, look, I can be self-reflective enough to know that you may understand me as crazy, but I believe and I'm aware of how I'm thinking, I know what I'm thinking, I know how I'm feeling, I don't know how what your perceptions of them are, but all I can tell you is what I can control and what I think right now in this very moment. What's happened in the past, what's happened in the future has no bearing on the situation, but apart from right now. 
That's kind of the logic and thought process I'd be going through in terms of kind of giving an explanation to convincing them. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. um, that's an interesting question, huh? That is really interesting. There you go. I'm going to surprise you. No, that was good. Okay. <laughs> Tony. All right. What is something that everyone looks stupid doing? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, there's, there's a few things. Oi, living. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that applies to just me, but. <laughs> no, I think that's just a general consensus. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So there's a few things that come to mind. One of them would have to say picking a wedgie. <laughs> the, the slight leg lift. The leg lift, the look down, eyes up, and serious. Yeah, that's true. You look stupid doing it. Like, there's no <laughs> if, ands, or buts about it. You look like a yeah, fucking no. idiot. Yeah, that's pretty true. I, I can't disagree with that at all. I think also what else looks stupid? Looking at yourself in the mirror. Like, in you, what seeing sense? Someone, you seeing someone look at themselves in the mirror and trying to, like, you know, see shit on their face. Like, fuck, you look like a dickhead. Yeah, no, that's true when you think about it. I've never actually consciously thought about that, but, yeah, I see where you're getting at. Like, you know, when you see, whenever you see someone looking at themselves in the mirror, you look at them and they're kind of, like, moving their face around, you know, trying to look and like they do this, like- they, they do that kind of pushing, you know, tongue yeah. under the... But, the... but the stupidest thing I find when people do that is when they get closer to the mirror as if that's going to make any difference. Yeah, you're like, not going to get gonna any see prettier. Anything else, and you're not going to get any prettier getting closer to the mirror. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, also, um, <laughs> when you're on a when you're on a video call, right, and yeah. you're physically moving around to see if you can change what you see on the other person's camera. I don't think I've ever done that. I've seen it before, and it looks. Oh, I don't. Dumb. I don't doubt that you it have. It looks really dumb. I really want to give you my answer to this because I think it's hilarious. Or do we let it slip? I think we can. Do, do we break? Do we break what we just started? Okay, no, we won't. I will tell you after the podcast. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> no, all right, all right. Okay, so <laughs> okay, this one's a little bit stupid, and you'll probably Go give me it. a quick answer. <laughs> Do hummingbirds hum because they can't remember the words? Oh no! This is this has just blown my brain apart. <laughs> uh, wait. So, do hummingbirds hum because they don't remember the words? That's right. So, I'm going to go on try and understand this <laughs> through a scientific point of view, as opposed to a really dumb answer. Wow, you're looking really into this now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm really trying to think. My, my game face is on. I feel like the vocal cords within a hummingbird don't allow it the flexibility to actually process kind of the sounding words of what birds make. Oh, my God. This is a moment where I just need to disconnect myself from life. Mm-hmm. Yep. Shut up. Yeah. Um, yes, you but hear, me, hear me out. Hear me out. Oh, God. So, so they're <laughs> only letting... What, my face, how intensely serious I am. No, no, you're just making yourself a right bell end right now. 100%, but I'm going with it. I'm rolling with this now. Okay, so they'd be getting vibrations through their vocal box, voice box. Wait, do birds even have a voice box? Is it called that for a bird? 
I believe so. Okay. But there's... <laughs> go on, go on. I'm not going to oh, say anything. This train of thought that I'm going down is interesting. I'm not going to say anything. Um, so I feel like the vibrations coming through the vocal box of the bird only permits it to make hums. So with that kind of coupled with the fact of their brain size, they couldn't compute the idea of words in the first place. Uh, so it's kind of they go hand in hand, and I'm just going to leave my answer at that and move on and forget that the last minute and a half ever happened. <laughs> you fucking idiots. <laughs> if, I, if someone was stoned listening to this, they'd be like, what is he on? And, oh, oh, God. God yeah, help anyone who's listening to this. <laughs> a lot of questions that need to be raised about that previous answer. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay, this one's a good one for you. In 40 years, what will be what will people be nostalgic for? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, when you think about it, like what's iconic now that people are going to look back and go, "Oh, such nostalgia." I'm going to put it down to pretty much what like certain things that we're already nostalgic about in okay. more of a modern sense, right? So I'm going to use Vine as an example. Yeah, yeah. All right? Yeah. People still get nostalgic about Vine and Vine videos, yeah. right? Because and Vine's like, pretty recent. Exactly. So yeah. it just makes me think in 40 years' time, it's going to be along that same trend where people might even get to the point, oh, remember TikTok? This person on TikTok was so good and blah, blah, blah. So I almost think that, I guess, certain, certain social platforms will become nostalgic. Because yeah. for us, it was, let's say, whether it be movies or TV shows or action figures, music, that sort of thing. I think mm-hmm. music will always be, be a nostalgic thing, regardless of the era. Yeah, 100%. Okay? Um, but I think movies, possibly, I don't think movies still have that kind of timeless effect to them anymore. Right? No. So I don't think movies will make that kind of nostalgic, I guess, imprint. Jump. Right? Yeah. Um, and the same with TV shows. Like, TV shows now, they're a dime a dozen. You know, there's so many out there. It's not as, like, you've got a limited selection that you pick from. You're like, oh, my God, I remember this show, I remember well, this show. Well, I suppose, like, you think back, like, remember the whole period of time when it was, like, you had Dawson's Creek, OC, One Tree Hill, and kind of just the base yeah. TV shows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't think that that's going to leave that kind of imprint later on. But I'm thinking mm-hmm. more of like your social platforms. Those are the ones that are going to leave nostalgic feelings as well as music. Do you think, as kind of a follow-up, mm-hmm. do, do you think the time of social media platforms, like obviously, you know, Facebook's still super prominent. Yeah. Do you think Instagram is still as prominent as it once was? Or do you think TikTok is kind of obviously it's taken the helm now? I think TikTok's definitely taken the helm now, like away from Instagram. I think once Instagram lost the whole um, being able to track how many likes a post gets and that sort of thing, I think that's where it lost a lot of traction. Ah, that's a good point. Really good point. So as for now, uh, that's why I think TikTok's getting a lot more, I guess, attention because you can see the amount of likes you're getting on it and a lot of, I guess, more predominant figures in that realm are going more towards their TikTok side of things, and they get. And can I tell you, interesting fact: Charlie D'Amelio, the chick who's kind of like the she gets the most likes and views out of any person. Yeah. Um, she's got over like three billion likes on her account. But anyways, mm-hmm. 
She gets $65,000 a post. Not to mention, she's now got a cameo role in the upcoming Super uh, Spider-Man movie. Oh, for God's sake. Yep. As That's herself? Social influence does. Yeah, I think so. I think it's just kind of like an extra person in the movie, but obviously people will know her, which, again, is going to draw more people in to go and see it. That's true. That's true. God, I want to be like that. <laughs> what? Have enough of a social influence to be able to do that? Yep. Yeah, to be, no, oh, I, know, to be, I know what you're getting have at. That much of a social presence where I get asked to appear on superhero movies as myself, like that's pretty fucking awesome. Like you working in a comic book store that Spider Man decides to come into. Oh god, that'd be fucking amazing. Life complete. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and then end it after that. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> it'd be like this is never getting better. Why waste my time? Right, no, it's not getting any better. Seppuku. <laughs> All right. Well, you've doubled up. You've done that twice now. So poor, poor guts. <laughs> My guts are fucked. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, trust I, me. I'm well aware. Oh, I know. Yours are far worse than mine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All um, right. So for you. Yep. Next question. Who would win in a fight between Morpheus from The Matrix and yep. Blade? Oh, I suppose my thing is it depends what realm they battle in. Neutral realm. Neutral. So yep. uh, Morpheus doesn't have access to the programming aspect where he can't, like, learn Kung Fu quickly or something. No, no, he already knows that. So he knows it all already. All right, so they're both, let's say they're both prepped for battle. Both prepped for battle. Yep. I, oh, God. Um, I still, I think... You know, there's a partial bias impact on this because of obviously my affinity with Blade. Mm -hmm. So I feel like as much as I'd want Blade to win, I feel like Morpheus might have it over him. Um, But I say if there is swords involved, I say Blade wins. So I think in general fight scheme, I think Morpheus wins. I think in terms of sword battle, Blade wins. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I just feel I like can't answer you back. So right. no, I know. I, I feel like the super strength of Blade and his quickness might outdo what Morpheus is capable of. Mm. So in terms of a sword battle, I'd say yes. In terms of a gen- no, shut your mouth. I can read your face. Don't want to. Don't think about committing here. I I'm not. You no I'm not. I'm not going to put in my two cents. But I know. Burning but you're me burning. I know. I know. So that's kind of where it lies for me. I feel like based off the context in terms of what you provided and where they're fighting. Fighting-wise, I'm going to leave it with Morpheus, but sword and, like, that kind of fight with a weapon, I'm saying blade. Okay. Yep. All right. Okay. What kind of secret society would you like to start? Uh, Secret society? Yep. Like an exclusive club of people. Shit. I've never thought of that before. No, I don't. A lot of these questions I found, I was like, wow, wow, we've never ever posed this, nor have we ever, ever really ever spoken about them. Hmm. Shit. Oh, that's, this is a tough one. The Secret Society. Shit. Like, you think about it, like, <clears throat> obviously the Illuminati is kind of like the whole power situation. You've got the Freemasons, which was all power. There's, like, the Skull and Bones, like, 
um, in the states, in within fraternities, there's they've got what's considered like skull and bones groups. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm aware. Um, so I suppose, uh, would you want a power influenced group? Do you want a money influenced group? Do you want a knowledge influenced group? Honestly, I'd probably go more towards, I guess, a secret society similar to Anonymous. Yes, good answer. I would want some secret society similar to the way that they operate. Yeah, I like the idea. So basically picking the fights and dealing with shit that no one else wants to deal with. Yeah, yeah. So kind of more behind the the scenes stuff. Behind the scenes and the kind of more like power-wise, but the whole knowledge is power sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter what yeah. you look like or the kind of influence you have. It everything comes down to knowledge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, that's probably the that's probably the angle that I would aim for. Yeah, that's a good answer. I never thought it's of like, that. Yeah, I mean, fuck, anonymous, are awesome. Oh yeah, I can just imagine you sitting behind a computer. Hackers, hackers, <laughs> <laughs> hackers, hackers. Type quickly. <laughs> oh yeah, and then you sitting there beside. You know how you do that? Calculating the left hand. Gonna hack the server, see? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's fantastic. All right. So I've got more of a serious one for you here. Yeah, go for it. Okay. If you could implement three changes to the world right now, what yep. would they be? Uh, okay. So straight away, one of the things that really stands out for me, because I was reading about this the other day, is I'd actually put more females into uh, powers and or like country, like presidents and prime ministers. Okay. Uh, only reason being, I think it's uh, there were seven countries in the world who have basically handled the COVID situation the best, mm-hmm. and they all have female prime ministers or presidents. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So there was like Iceland, Denmark, Finland. Obviously, New Zealand. New Zealand. Um, New Zealand, Um, Ebru. So, I kind of feel like there's a real place for female power at the moment. And I kind of like the way they go about it because they've got that balance of, well, I can be, you know, someone who can make serious decisions, but I've also got empathy to sympathize with people. That's the differing factor. Because you think about it, like you look at Trump, you look at, you know, Boris Johnson, these people are kind of... Sorry, sorry, sorry to cut in here. Yeah. Have you heard that auto-tune remix of Trump that just came out recently? Oh, of course I have. Of him slipping down the fucking... I don't have words for that bloke. I truly don't. But the auto-tune version of it is fucking gold. Oh, I know. I know. Um, yeah, but what I was saying, so you've got like Trump, Boris Johnson, Justin Trudeau as well. Um, I feel like there's a narcissistic element to a lot of the men in power. Like I look at Scott Morrison as well. There's this element of kind of authoritarian kind of dictatorship vibes I get from all of them because it's always kind of business and uh, I suppose, you know, industry that runs political power. Mm-hmm. Um, so, whereas I find a lot of the women um, leaders have the votes of the people because of their ability to empathize. That's the differing factor in I find. So, that's number one. Number two, I feel like there needs to be some kind of change in terms of the transparency in media. I feel like everything that we get is so filtered in terms of truth, 
and real information. So it's, it's I like that. It's like the Simpsons meme where it's like, there's the truth and the truth. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of hard to really pinpoint now, especially with the internet where there's so much convoluted rubbish that is on the internet in terms of information, you know, like you, like how many times have we gone and looked through stuff oh, and you're just like, it's clickbait. Yeah. And again, obviously I go into it, it's clickbait. Yeah. But having kind of one or, you know, I'm not saying a monopoly of media, but having independent sources where the people involved in them are not influenced by people needing that information to be filtered. So would you say certain media outlets or would you say certain guidelines? I'd say that they all need to operate under one kind of, like the way the constitution operates in America. Right. But I, I, with the constitution, there's a lot of room for interpretation. Yeah. So I feel like it needs to be a lot more specific in terms of the guidelines to prevent loopholes. Right. Yep. That's, that's my problem because I feel like media outlets these days, there's so many loopholes about what they can give in terms of information and the transparency goes completely out the window. Right. <clears throat> so that's another thing. Yep. I think the third one is the focus on mental health. Okay. I feel like for so long now, the social standards of what people need to live up to, what they need to aspire to, what they need to achieve, you can't provide a, like a complete canvas of that on everyone. Like you think about it, there's this, um, I suppose this little meme that I saw about they had three uh, animals sitting in a classroom. One was a fish, one was a bird, one was a bear. And it's like he was teaching the same lesson to each of them. And it's like, well, you know, you can't teach the fish to walk on land. You can't teach the bear to swim under the water permanently. Like, not all lessons apply. You can't provide one lesson that applies to everyone. So, as kind of a section of that, the education system needs to adapt as yeah. well and change to suit the idea that not everyone learns the same. And to prioritize the idea that it's okay that if you don't want to do school, go and do a, uh, go and do a trade or something. And that's okay as well. Like you think about America, what's the pressures like to get into a good college? Right. What if a person doesn't want to go to college? Then they're shunned upon by the family because it's like, oh, well, he's not going to college. He's not going to get an amazing job. It shouldn't be dependent on the fact that if I go to college, I'm entitled to more than if I had have pursued other avenues and arrived at the same conclusion, but I'm lower on the run now because you've got a piece of paper to say you did four years of study. Like, I don't think that warrants a kind of a balance there. Right. And my problem is, when you think about it, when we go to school, right, it's rote repetition for exams. You're not independently learning you're not trying to integrate the information into your everyday world your naturalistic environment you're rote repeating the information so memorizing shit so you can go to an exam and write down the shit that you've remembered not necessarily taken in though that's right. the problem so i feel like there's just this disconnect between the education system and how it should evolve and to where it needs to get to so, so I know it's it's a big answer, but so do you want to implement a change to the education system or to mental health? You've well, kind of got on I, two tangents here. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I'd say the education system because I think okay, it could actually cure, not necessarily prevent completely, but fix up a lot of the problems that 
kids these days have as they become an adult. So, you know, not being, you know, if they have a really quaint home and kind of a shitty car or whatever, I'm sorry, but you've got a roof over your head and you can get from A to B. Like, we've got to take heed and value in the fact that we don't necessarily need the most extravagant lifestyle. You're alive, you're healthy, you've got food in your fridge, you've got a roof over your heads. Kind of take heed and appreciate those kind of things. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Okay. All right, this one's a bit of a stupid one, but funny. Mm-hmm. If animals could talk, which would be the rudest and which would be the nicest? Okay, I think I think as far as like rudest animal, it would have to be between two. It's either going to be the domestic house cat, <laughs> like cats yeah. and absolute cunts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they can be they can be really cute at points, but they're fucking cunts. Yeah, yeah. Right? I'll give you that. Between them or seagulls. Oh, seagulls yes. are fucking absolute assholes. So, can we put bin rats in the? Oh yeah, we'll put bin uh, chickens in there. Yeah, sick, sick. Okay. Oh, rats as well. Really, rats are cunts as well. Yeah, that's uh, true. I think as far as the nicest animal, uh, two come to or three come to mind. So obviously a dog. <laughs> yeah, a dog would be really. I reckon it'd be really, really nice. It'd uh, be fun to have a conversation with a dog just oh to kind of God. see how stupid but nice they are. Oh, yeah. And it just yeah. makes me think of, like, for example, like, you know the movie Up where yeah. the dog has the voice box? I had a yeah. feeling that would be all like that. Like, oh, 100%. God, I was, I that was the exact same thinking that I had. Yeah. Um, so dogs, uh, yep. I think sloths would be fucking <laughs> sloths. I feel like they're just the stones. So, I know, but they'd be so nice about it. They'd be so chill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and dolphins. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, interesting dolphin, fact. I think dolphins you know, would be nice to humans. You know, there's an actual case of a dolphin raping a human. Yeah. Because they still get arousal. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's right, anyways. Well, maybe, maybe I'll backtrack on. on that, <laughs> that <answer. laughs> so yeah, I reckon I'll leave it. I'm going to put it to those animals. As far as yeah, okay. who's who's the cunt. That works. That works. All right. So, okay. So, I think this might be a quick one for you. Yeah. Will the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League be better than the original? Um, I think the problem is the expectations that people had going in to see the original movie are... Uh, I feel like we're quite high in hoping to have kind of a parallel between what the Avengers did um, and wanting kind of the DC's version of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so my issue is now because people's expectations were shot to shit, people are going to be very reserved and kind of apprehensive about the new one. So I think the positive side of it is that their expectations won't be great. Mm-hmm. So if it potentially comes out with something better, then yeah. it'll be like, oh, awesome, you know, this is a great movie. But if people go in with these huge expectations that it's just going to be 10 times better because it's the Snyder Cut, yeah. um, and because there was so much hype around it, I feel like it could be shot down in flames twice as bad as the first. To be like, yeah. why did we do this again? Like, we've dug ourselves six feet under, we, the objective was to get ourselves out, but we've dug another six feet. Yeah, yeah. So, because like I was reading the other day that <clears throat> it's they've added another 
20 to 30 million dollars in terms of like the rewriting the editing and kind of the budget aspect of it yep but uh, there's no new kind of scenes that have really been reshot not um, yet but they are going no, to be there there's going to be yeah but i feel like that budget is kind of very limiting in its capabilities of what they could shoot i think mm-hmm. because you got to think there's so much hype around the Snyder cut now yeah this could be an absolute train wreck or it could be something that reinvigorates DC. Right, okay. Um, you know, that that's coming from someone who who's not well-versed, I suppose, in the whole DC and Marvel franchise stuff. But just basing it off my understanding, I'm hopeful that it will be better. I think it will be because just the stuff that I've seen so far, just the kind of, um, I suppose, the background stuff that I've read about, I feel like there's going to be an improvement, but I'm not getting my expectations up to see it an absolute Marvel masterpiece. Okay. So I'm open to what it's going to become, and I'm prepared both ways that if, okay, well, that didn't exceed what I was expecting it was, but I'm okay because I didn't go in expecting too much. Right, okay. So, yeah. Cool. All right. What do you got for me? In a couple sentences, I want you to sum up the internet. <laughs> uh, a couple, or can I make it one? No, no, no. Well, you can kind of give me two or three sentences. If you've got enough on your brain, you can kind of give me a, you know, a little synopsis of it. The internet is a wealth of knowledge, but at the same time, a deep, deep dark rabbit hole. Okay, well, you definitely didn't need a couple sentences because that actually works. I pretty much almost did a haiku. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> okay, so considering that one was short, I'll give you another one. Okay. What are the worst top five names you could name your child? Uh, a mixture of boy and, boy and girl names? You can do boys and girls. You could do just boys. Up to you. I think the name Brick. <laughs> it named their son Brick. Exactly. That's what yeah, I okay. name. <laughs> yeah, yep. Um, anything with Lynn after it? Like Jamie Lynn. Jamie Lynn, Amber Lynn, Carol Lynn, any of those Lynn suffix names. You know she's a trailer trash whore. 100%. It's yeah, yeah. literally that name's, the name's for the tip. But you know she's an easy lay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Which is in short demand right now. Mm, especially in my case. <laughs> um, what else? What else? <laughs> um, it's more of an ethnic name, but Fatma. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Wait, sorry. What? It's just a shit name. It's a shit it, name. It just let's hope there's no one from Iraq listening. <laughs> um. Suck deep, another <laughs> shit name. Jesus Christ! I'm, I'm not. I don't mean to play down the like go down the racial path, and I'm not. No, I know, but way. it's just a shit name. I'm sorry, it's a shit yeah. name. Yeah, no, like, I give you that. It, give might, you that. it might be better in like in like a native, like a native tongue, right? It might but it doesn't even sound good in native tongue. But in like it, it translated to English, it's just shit name. Fatma. Fatma, suck dick. Mm-hmm. 
fuck. Oh, and like the name Man Meat. There's another one, Man Meat. Yeah. Shit name. Sorry, <laughs> but you're gonna get picked on. You're gonna get picked on all your life with that kind of name. It's yeah, just, I suppose that's why he abbreviated his name to Manny. Yeah. You'd, but I'm sorry, but you lost at life, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Your parents are pretty freaking mean. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. All right. So, <laughs> all right. Here's a quick one for you. So, I reckon we'll do this quick one and then I'll follow it up with the second one. Would you rather smell a fart under your blankets or a burp in your face mask? Oh, a burp in my face mask. Because, like, you think about the rancid shit that comes out of my ass, <laughs> mate. It might as well be under my face mask. <laughs> so you'd ra- so you'd rather smell a burp in your face mask? Hundred percent, bro. Like at the end of the day, like even if I farted and I walked away from it ten feet, it's still going to chase me down and hug me. Like this we know. True. We know the potential of what comes out of my bowels, so I don't even oh. know. That it's, it's much of a muchness for me. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's nasty. All right. And to follow up, in your opinion, mm-hmm. what era would you consider is the best era of music? Holy shit. Oh, okay. Right. No, 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 no. I, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say the 60s. Okay. Um. I think about in terms of the authenticity of 60s music. Uh, Like I look at obviously, you know, what happened to rock in the 60s and what that kind of revolution started. Mm -hmm. In terms of the content and the lyricism of the music as well, a lot of the songs you think about how, you know, because it's the time of the, um, like the Vietnam War. Mm -hmm. so. You think about all the music that was written as a result of potential things that were happening in society. Everything was kind of layered with this kind of sense of texture behind it and relevance. So I feel like, you know, progressing down the road, the 70s had that vibe and it kind of mirrored what the era looked like in terms of free freedom and peace and love and all that. You got that taste in the music. Mm-hmm. Again, 80s kind of was that, you know, transitional stage into something more. I feel like when I think of 80s, I think of, you know, that electro pop kind of boogaloo sounding stuff. Um, <laughs> boogaloo. Boogaloo. I know. It's a <laughs> word. Um, and I feel like, you know, it was going to be a hard tie for me between the 60s and the 90s. Okay. Um, because the 90s, again, kind of rekindled this authenticity in its music about you know relevant things like you think about rage against the machine uh you think about so many artists that came out of that era who kind of were writing relevant music talking about the times um and it was just oh excluding one-off wonders (laughs) um but i think i'll i'll have to stand firmly by the 60s just because <clears throat> so much, even you think about it, some of the samples of today's music has derived from 60 songs. Um, you know, I've got all my dad's records and stuff and I've listened to a bulk load of them and there is so much connection and I'm going to say this, like I think about Credence, right? That's a, That was big, 60s, like early 70s period. Mm-hmm. And I found that they connect 
the music connected with me. Okay. I'm 50 years away from being born in that period of time, Mm -hmm. but it was happy. Like, they weren't talking about drugs, bitches, and, you know, hoes. Like, it's not that kind of situation in my head. Okay. Like I said, the lyrics were relevant, but there was a sense of hope in the music. So, you know, it appealed to you feeling better. Like, when I listen to 60s music, everyone always gets a smile on their face. You know, if you play a 60s song at a pub, you know everyone's getting up. Mm. So, that's kind of the vibe I'm going down. Okay. Okay. I dig it. I dig it. All right, this one, I'll give you a, a double up again. Okay. What movie would be greatly improved if it was made into a musical? Oh, shit. <laughs> I've oh. got a few funny ones in my head. Oh. What movie would be? Can it be Think like, it... B- now you're like the definition of better. Can it be? Think about terrible enough? movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. All right, Commando? <laughs> yep, yep, for sure. Commando would be hilarious as a musical. Uh, I've got to tell you the one that I had in mind, Red Heat. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> there would have Cocaine to be... Oh, Cocaine! Ha- I was just about to say that there has to be a dedicated song called Cocaine. <laughs> and I would pay whatever amount of money I needed to to hear Arnie sing that. Uh, 100%. It would be hilarious. Yeah, you know, I'm just going to put it down to basically any Arnie movie as a, as a musical. Yeah, no, I'll give you that. That's very, very true. That'd be hilarious. Oh, yeah, and I feel like something like a Kickboxer or a um, Bloodsport would also do okay. Right. Okay, USA. <laughs> <laughs> okay, USA. <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> so, follow up. What would be the creepiest thing you could say while passing a stranger on the street? We've been through this before. Okay. And I think if you say anything, if you say anything like this to anybody, it's cre- instantly <laughs> creepy. So, you could say... Don't go down that street. There's roadworks. It's creepy, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Right? You could say anything like that and it would be an instant winner. Yeah, that's um, true. Okay, but if if we're going around along the route where you're not putting on a voice and you're just literally saying it as per normal. Yeah. Um, and you need to do it in that voice and whispering it into the mic. I'm going along the strain of no voices. Just okay. Don't do the voice. Normal talking as I am right now. Okay, do normal talking, but I want, I want the follow up of it in that voice as well, just for a comparative. So something like, um, I don't know what I would deem as creepy is, um, your toes look good in those sandals. (laughs) Okay, and then now the your toes look good in those sandals. (laughs) It's <laughs> disgusting. It's it's creep to the max, man. <laughs> Give me another one. Give me another one. That's gold. Uh, um 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 um. Shit. Be careful. There's a booze bus ahead. 
<laughs> yeah, that works. That works. See, you put on that voice, anything becomes instantly creepy. Say the most mundane thing in that voice and see how it sounds, if it's creepy or not. Don't forget to turn the heater off when you leave. <laughs> Oi, do I like blueberries? I like blueberries. Yeah, you're disgusting. You're See? absolute. See? It absolute works. Filth. That, yeah. It works. That's the thing. It works. <laughs> okay. All right. So here's one that's that might tickle you, or you might already have an answer. Okay. What film? in the last 20 years has made the biggest impact in cinema. Oh, Jesus. For the last 20 years. Oh, so you're looking from 2000 God. to 2020. Um, see, I'd have to break it down by a genre sort of thing. I'm just saying in general, what do you think as far as just a movie in general where the cinematography or the script or whatever it had made the biggest impact in cinema? Oh, th this is uh, an absolute rip snorter of a question. I thought you'd like uh, that one. Yeah, this is going to baffle my brain now. Maybe last tw on, 20 years. No, I'm just trying to think. The last 20 years, what has stood out as kind of an iconic film? But that's it's also influenced other films as far as maybe the way they were shot or the way that... I know the, I guess the motif of the film, you know that sort of thing. Um, okay, so this is probably not what you'd expect coming out of my mouth, okay. but I'm gonna say the Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if something's happening ESP wise between you and I right now. You had the same idea. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, because, like, I, I was just going through, like, the top ten in my head mm -hmm. and, you know, posthumously looking at the Dark Knight, even if Heath didn't die, I think his performance would stand the test of time regardless. So you, are you saying you're putting it down to Heath's performance in that movie? So as one aspect of it. Okay, yep. But I feel like the kind of idea of what was developed in that of the idea of method acting has come back to the forefront mm -hmm. and kind of the power of what it can instill in a film. So when you think about it, all the films of the last 20, 30 years, how many of them are in the top 10 of best movies ever? That's true. Not many. That's true. So why you got to think about why did the Dark Knight make it in? And you've got to look at, Heath Ledger obviously is a standing point in that, yeah. but I think it's kind of there were themes in that movie that were so kind of layered with how today's society is. Mm -hmm. I know that's kind of real deep kind of concept to process, but yeah. you know, there's this whole thing I remember reading about that as you get older, you understand the role of the villain a lot more than you do the hero. Yes. And why people potentially take a turn for the worst. You mm -hmm. know, it's there's this is what I'm saying. Like the Dark Knight, as much as it was a superhero movie, yep. there were so many different layers that movie can be understood through, so many different lens that it can be understood through. So, 
you know, there's elements of, you know, mental health, obviously, that you can look at in that. There's social pressure, social norms, social, you know, uh, media platforms like of, like, I don't know how, it, it's just really cooking my brain now. Yeah. But what I'm getting at, Heath ignited a fire for other method actors to follow a path that took cinema in a really layered direction. So, you know, I'm not saying that there weren't other roles in the past that were not as, you know, huge, but in but terms in the of the time, years, time, exactly, in the time frame that I'm talking, I think his performance in that is going to stand the test of time for something like the way, you know, Al Pacino's Scarface stood the test of time over the last 30 years. Okay. So we're going to look ahead 20 years from now, and Dark Knight will still remain in the top 10. So would you also put it down to the way that the movie was shot? Yeah, because uh, as weird as it sounds, like obviously a lot of the superhero movies at that time w were fluffy. Yeah. Um, the Dark Knight took it in a dark direction. Mm -hmm. You know, it was dark. It was gritty. It was heavy. It was not all la-di-da, like, oh, a hero wins because inevitably the hero didn't win. Mm -hmm. Like in... You know, there was no, I call it a draw because he lost someone he loved in it. Yep. Um, and that scene was so powerful because I think a lot of the audiences weren't prepared for the direction that that was going to go in. Right. So, you know, it, it definitely set a new tone for what those ideas of movies that need to have a good ending don't yeah. necessarily because it's still going to get the same traction, but maybe just from a different audience. Would you put it down to, I guess, what you would call the Nolan effect? Yeah, I think so. He's, he, he's incredible. He's absolutely incredible. And that's why I'm hoping Tenet kind of brings Nolan back into the spotlight because he yeah. needs to be there. He uh, needs to be there. 100%. It's been too long since he's done something. But I think, you know, he's very much like a James Cameron, like, you know how Cameron took 10 years to make Avatar? Yep. Nolan's not constantly in the spotlight because his work is of substance. It takes yeah. a long time to produce quality like he does. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, yeah, yeah. that's my take. All right, cool. All right. What are some fun and interesting alternatives to war? that countries could settle their differences with? Dodgeball. <laughs> okay, okay. All-out dodgeball match between countries. Okay, would you make any specific rules for the dodgeball? Oh. Like if you catch it, you're back in, or if yeah. it hits you, you're yeah, out? So, so still, normal dodgeball rules would apply. Yep. So it really is down to last man standing. Um, I'd want the ball to be one of those, like basically like a ball version of a squeaky toy. Okay, yeah, yeah. Just to, you know, just to add a little bit of fun and fun and laughs into it. Yep. So it does, so I guess just to, I guess shave off a bit of the intensity of it. Do you know what it'd be nice? To have the ball as those rubber chickens, that sound <laughs> as you throw it. <laughs> you see, so it would take away a lot of the tenseness of the situation. A hundred percent. Yeah, I reckon dodgeball. Okay. Yeah, instead of war, dodgeball. I love it. I love it. All right. Um, so, let me see. If all right. I've, I've already got one ready for you if you want. All right. Go, go. Okay. So, 
this one you'll probably be able to answer quick, I reckon. Greatest frontman of all time. Holy shit. Ah, oh, God. You're giving me a tester here. Greatest frontman. So are we understanding it through stage presence? Stage presence, musical talent, the whole shebang. Um, I'm honestly going to have to say Sir Paul McCartney. As the greatest frontman. Um, oh, I suppose, though, he had, there was a balance between him and Lennon. Yeah, because, I mean, you think, let's say, you think of the Beatles, you think, well, frontman John Lennon. Like, he was the frontman of the Beatles. Yeah, Paul was the was... brains of the outfit, right? He was majority of the brains of the outfit. Yeah, but, but he was the main singer in most of it as well. But, it was all, but you always looked at John. He was but, okay, so am, am, can I understand this? Am I doing this through a subjective point of view here or am I trying to be as subjective as possible and say who was the greatest frontman of all time? It's your opinion. Oh, God. Um, so it's what you would think, who you think is the greatest frontman of all and time. And it has to be a band, obviously. Um, what, like what, what other direction would you want to go? Now, because I'm just thinking like in terms of stage presence, like that's obviously, you know, something that, it, it, I, I don't know. Hang on. Let, let, me, let me address it in a band context then. Okay. Um, so I suppose you've got to definitely put in the equation um, the Stones. Okay. Yep. Mick Jagger. Uh, uh, Jim Morrison. Yep. Jimi Hendrix. Okay. Um, stage presence. Or, uh, I'd say the lead singer of ACDC would be in there. Which one? Bon Scott or Brian Johnson? Bon Scott. No, no, no. Bon okay. Scott. The original. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, God. I'm really trying to rack my brain here. Yeah, look. They're the ones that kind of stand out to me for now. This is really hard. So, okay, no, yeah. I need you to say it because I want to know. You've forgotten what I, Tell me. who I think is the best frontman of all time. Who? Freddie Mercury. Oh, shit. I didn't even see it. Yeah, see, this is my point. I didn't even go down that path. You broke, you broke the rule. Fuck. Doesn't matter. How, how far in are we? Uh, we're a decent amount in. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. This one's funny. If you were arrested with no explanation, oh, no. what would your friends and family assume you had done? <laughs> 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 Um, I think my family wouldn't have any, like, I don't think they'd have a clue as to why I would be arrested. My friends, okay. on the other hand, I think it would be down to two things. Go. Either um, I've been arrested for piracy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Or I killed a hooker. Christ. <laughs> I'd say I, initially my head went down the path. Like if I asked you that question, it'd be something around public indecency, like you shit yourself or something. But can you get arrested for pooing yourself? Uh, or are you smearing it in a uh, cop's face or some shit? Do you, uh, do you think I'd have the stones to do that though? No, 100%. But still, it's just a funny visual in my head. That's why I wanted to say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, um, okay. This one I want to give you because this is really interesting. Okay. You're a mad scientist. 
Mm-hmm. What scientific experiment would you run if money and ethics weren't an issue? Oh. Shit. If money and ethics weren't, weren't an issue. I guess probably the experiment I would say would be the ability to transplant your brain into a different body. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I think that if I was a mad scientist, that's probably what I would try to work on. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Being able to, for example, let's say, in t- to the degree of, let's say, someone who's, um, who's terminal, right? Yeah. Their body's shot to shit. Yeah. The ability to be able to pop their brain out of their heads, put them in a new body, and they're still themselves. Physically, so transfer of consciences. Physically different, obviously. Yeah. But mentally, they're still that person. So just the transference of consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Even Very w- cool. whether it be a, bl- a brain transplant or, like you said, like a like a transfer of consciousness into another yep. body. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what I'd do if I was a man scientist. Very cool. All right. I got one for you. Go for so it. So it's uh, who would win in a fight? Oh shit. Okay. So who would win in a fight between Superman? Yep. Or Satan? One punch. The one punch man. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Uh, I, look, I still got to go Superman. Okay. Just, just from what you've told me in terms of his capabilities and his strength, mm-hmm. you know, it's really hard because Saitama fights monsters and Superman does the same. And, you know, if you pit Superman up against, like, from what I was reading the other day, Superman would knock Thanos out in a second. Mm-hmm. So I feel like with the immense power that he has, I'm going to choose him over Satama. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll pay that answer. I'll pay yep. it. Uh, you got one ready to go? Because I've got a few. I do. Yep. All right. If someone asked to be your apprentice and learn all that you know, what would, your, what would you teach them? Oh, God. Like three main life lessons that you live by, or just stuff that makes you in like quintessentially you. But what would you teach them? Okay, I guess one of the things I would want to teach, I guess it's more of a, I guess a moral lesson. Yeah, I think it would be something as simple as don't be a cunt, and others won't be cunts <laughs> to you. As crude as that is, but I think that's sort of like a, I guess a moral guide that I go by. Yeah. You know, so I would want to teach that to others and have that continue on. Yeah, I like it. It's, it's a pretty simple concept, really. It is. You know, but for some people, it's not necessarily. Exactly right. Which is why, yeah. if, I guess, if I had an apprentice, that's probably the, the, one of the more important things that I would teach them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I would also want to... Oh, what lessons would I pass on? I guess, well, I'm just going off what I know really well. Um, yeah. I guess my, I guess I would want to teach on, I guess, my thought process of problem solving. Okay. Right. So whether it be um, a problem with something to do in life or something to do with it, like something technical, like, I don't know, like, you know how you, like, usually if something goes wrong, you call me when I figure it out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That that mental process, yeah, okay, of dissecting an issue and trying and trying to resolve it. Yep. 
Uh, fuck, what else? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I haven't got anything else. Okay, that's fine. It's good answers. Or maybe teaching the opposite of failure. <laughs> so if anything, do almost everything the exact opposite of what I do, <laughs> and you'll have a successful life. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh shit. Okay. All right. So for you, Mr. Bradley. Mm-hmm. What is the saddest movie moment you remember? <sighs> Look, uh, it's going to be. There's a few in there that I can't shrug or say one more definitively than the other. Okay. Uh, obviously, Titanic. What part? No, you know, Rose, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> is that a sad part or is that a, just, a, just an infuriating part? No, that's absolute devastation when you first watch that. Devastation. <laughs> but after some reflective you know, time away from it after the first time you watch it, you're like, you bitch, that was big enough for the both of you. <laughs> um, so there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, then there was Braveheart. At the end? Yep, that destroyed the living bejesus out of me. Not mm-hmm. just the end, but when his missus got killed. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gladiator. Oh. Heart wrenching. Heart yeah. wrenching. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to say it's a cl- close tie of Last of the Mohicans mm. and Life as a House. Okay. Yeah. It's just really hard hitting scenes. Really, really hard hitting. Okay. I'm surprised. Yeah. Actually, there's one thing I'm surprised you didn't put in there. What? Death of Artax. Oh, see, I've suppressed it so deeply that I don't want to remember it, Tony. Why would you bring up trauma? You put it in on the bloody Facebook page not long ago. I know. I put it up and I moved on. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to think about it anymore. (laughs) Yeah, that shit. That shit's devastating. Don't even bring kids' movies into it because that shit hits hard. God. Oh, good Lord. All right. What what do you got for me? Okay. What is something that is really popular now, but in five years, everyone will look back on and be embarrassed by? Having Trump elected as president. (laughs) I was waiting for it because that's my exact thoughts. It'd be either that or just majority of tiktok videos yeah i was gonna say a lot of the viral trends that happen on tiktok are so cringe it's not even funny yep yep okay good answer also and also another thing something that will be embarrassed by in let's say five years tell me anti-mask protests oh my god how could we forget i have never forgotten and i never will no all i can do at the mention of those is just shake my head. It's a stain on humanity. It really is. Yeah. Well, at least it singles out the stupid people. So. Yeah, well, that's true. That works. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so if you became a superhero slash crime fighter, yep. what would your name be? 
Oh, that's easy. Oh? Nomad. That's right. We've had this discussion before. Yes. Yes. Follow up. Yeah. Follow up to this. What would your power slash skill be? So I'm a superhero though, yeah? Up to you. Can I be like an anti-hero? Of course you can. Um, I would want... Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, I suppose super strength, but my body itself. So think of like Silver Surfer, but made out of metal. Colossus? Uh, oh, kind of. But so the whole thing in terms of my attack capabilities comes down to, um, indestructible chains that come out of my body. So a mixture of Colossus and Spawn. Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's pretty badass. <laughs> yeah. So definitely right. with the idea of like that spawn look in terms of a face. Okay. Yep. But definitely. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Mask spawn face or crispy spawn face? No, no, not crispy. <laughs> <laughs> definitely well, not crispy. If it isn't curious, crispy. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah. No, definitely with the mask. Mm. Um. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I want to. Re- I really want to put that one to you though, as well. I want to get your take on that. Oh, uh, what would my superhero name be in Bombay? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so my superhero name I would pick Reckoning. Okay. Uh, power wise, I would basically want the power of energy manipulation. Yeah, cool. So, cool. not only as far as like, let's say, I like I think when people think energy, they think like electricity, right? That would be an element of it, but also harnessing the power of, let's say, like uh, any type of energy. In You're talking so matter, literally. Kind of. Kind of. So whether it be matter, spiritual energy, basically any type of energy that can be thought of, I want to be able okay. to manipulate it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you're basically Jesus. Kind of. <laughs> I'd like to think myself as more of a, more of a super saiyan. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, let me just see if I've got any more. I've got a couple more for you. All right. Go for it. All right. So, for you, if you had a plan slash device that could further improve humanity, but it meant hurting slash harming many others in order to make it happen, would you do it? Yes. So you would go along the lines of, if it's for the greater good, then... Yes. Okay. Yes. Not in terms of like a Hitler mindset, um, but the whole idea of, you know, in essence of the greater... Like you've got to literally break down greater good. So we've got to look at the population that it's affecting. That's mm-hmm. that's a starting point and going, well, ultimately, how are they affected? Mm-hmm. What are the long-term effects of it on them? Mm-hmm. And can they get by? Like, Or is there some kind of trauma involved that they would just never recover from? They're the kind of variables I'd want to weigh up. Right. But if this is going to potentially revolutionize humanity in some way yep. and make it better, mm-hmm. then I feel like as a global consciousness and understanding – that if we had this potential device in front of us, the yep. people that would be directly affected by it, to a degree, 
if they were of an altruistic kind of mindset, would be like, yeah, for sure, do it. Like, if this is going to help millions and billions of people, we'd be selfish and stupid not to let this happen. Right. But again, that's my faith in humanity and that hope that, you know, we all want to help each other out because I feel like on a personal scale, if that was me, I'd say go for it. Okay. You know, I'm a small, tiny pebble. And if I'm that tiny pebble that can kind of help us move along further, then I'll do it. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. You got another one for me? Uh, yes. Okay. <clears throat> what would what used to be considered trashy but now is very classy? Used to be considered trashy is now really classy. Like by classy, do you mean fashionable? Not necessarily fashionable in that sense, but like um, something that really epitomizes the idea of wealth. That's a tough one because it depends on people's what like, your opinion on the on the matter. Like for like, let me put an example here, right? So let's say someone flaunting their wealth. Yeah, you know, just like you look at like a lot of these sort of not even just like social media stars, but a lot of rappers now where they just fucking flaunt it, you know, fucking yeah, yeah. bling everywhere, fucking fancy cars, you know, they fucking they show it off immensely, right? Yeah. Yep. I guess trashy to a degree, but depends on who's looking at it. No, but that makes sense. That makes complete sense. I get what the line of thinking that you're going down. Yeah. Even though I can't verbalize it, but you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. No, no, no. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, That's good. Yeah, I'd say that. Okay. Very good. Mm. 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 Quite Mm. good. Excuse me. Pig. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, you got many more, or you? No, I'm out. I'm done. All right. Well, this is the last one for you then. Yep. Okay. And this is one that you're gonna be. You're gonna froth this one. Okay. Go. If you, Brad, mm-hmm. could make your own vampire movie, how yep. would you do it, and who would you cast? Cast. Uh Really, really easy for me. Okay. Uh, I'd probably go a few protagonists. So I'd go Daniel Day-Lewis. Okay. Cam Gigandet. Right. Uh, and also Paul Bettany. Ooh. Yeah. He yeah. does yeah. that kind of sickly-looking vampire well, and I'd want him really dark. Yeah. Mm. Uh, um. I don't think I'd want to go down the line of thinking that most vampire movies where it's like a battle against the humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like, you know, maybe in terms of what Blade 2 did, where it's like we need to find the balance of how to live together in order to combat a mutual enemy. Right. I like the idea of that. Okay. Or I'd like to go down the rabbit hole of entering the psyche because, you know, there's everyone always talks about bloodthirst, mm-hmm. but you don't really get a breakdown and understanding of how drastic that bloodthirst is. So imagine kind of a Joker character, mm-hmm. but a vampire going through his transitional stage. Ooh, okay. And seeing that kind of 
you know, fall into madness for the bloodlust. Okay. Um, and seeing, you know, imagine Paul Bettany kind of, you know, that gaunt, like, I'm turning stage and then going on an absolute murderous rampage, but then stopping and going, what did I just do? Right. And it's that, how do I pull myself back off the brink? Ooh. So that sounds th- really cool. Yeah. Something like that um, where they kind of explore because obviously so many vampire movies in the past have looked at, you know, the battle between humans and vampires, yeah. but it's like, how do we bring a new spin onto that? Let's look into the psyche of bloodlust mm. and how how deep that actually goes. How deep seated is it? A, a biological thing? Like what is it? Yeah, that would be really really cool. Yeah, and, yeah. So, and we should just say this now. Yeah, if a movie comes out with that premise, we will find you. And we will, end and I you. will murder you. It was said here first, thirteenth of August, two thousand and twenty. Well, you know what? That might go into the script that I work on, so I'll pattern that shit. I think it should. Yeah, so do I. I it's actually make, quite a good idea. I reckon that'll make a mad fucking vampire movie. 100%. Definitely the first 100%. of its kind. It'd be sick. <laughs> oh, my God, it would be. Yeah, man. You I, heard it here first on could... Rebels Without a Clue. <laughs> it could, you, that movie could actually change the whole, um, not just vampire genre, but just the whole kind of horror monster genre in general. Massively, bro. Massively. Dude, it'd be fucking ma- it'd be crazy. I'll st- I'll start writing, bro. Do it. Fucking yep. do it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, there we have it, guys. Fucking that was good. We shot the shit. I I actually really really like the way the format rolled with that. Yeah, it was cool. I'll, so I'll, maybe we could potentially. Um, yeah, go on. We we could potentially do a follow up where we could actually give. The, our feedback on it. Oh, not bad. We could. Yeah. We could. Yeah. Isn't that a later date? Yep. Yep. Um, I was just hoping that um, because I actually did put a bit of time and research into my questions. Yep. All to basically impress you. <laughs> okay. Look at you trying to suck my ass. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. No, you did a good job. They were really good questions. Ditto, mate. Well done. Yeah. Yep. No, that was a good sesh. Yeah, uh, it was a good sesh. So, oh, it's it's come to that time of the show where I'm going to roll out formalities yet again. Because if you haven't done so already, guys, be sure to go like and subscribe us on Anchor, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, or whatever other podcast platform you use. And also follow us on our social medias on Facebook, Rebels Without a Clue Podcast, Instagram, Rebels Without a Clue 03, and Twitter, Rebels Without a 1. Plus, you can also follow us on Facebook at the Generation Random Network and also on Discord at Generation Network. Sorry, Generation Random Network. Spot on. There we go. Fucking A. Well, do you know what? Like, I think just kind of being back doing this, it just definitely helps the psyche a little bit, I think, because, you know, obviously when we chronically do it every Wednesday night. Yeah. It's something to look forward to. So, yeah. you know, well, even to the it- point where like prior to us being in lockdown, I mean, re- in reality, me and you were at least seeing each other daily. Yeah. Guaranteed. Right. Now we've gone to what? Almost two weeks without seeing each other. Yeah. You make us sound like a couple. Uh, yeah. It's kind of disgusting. Yeah. I didn't mean it like that. No, oh, it's like you want to bum me. <laughs> maybe maybe this time apart is exactly what we need. 
Yeah, I know. That's true. <laughs> oh, God, it makes it sound even more hook up. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yep, you did. You did. Oh, God damn it. But, yeah, so at least um, obviously if um, the listeners haven't already heard throughout the recording why the audio levels sound a little bit different compared to normal, we are we, – well, I finally figured out through help of um, Grandmaster Chris on how to record via stream. So now we can get more access to guests on the show again. So you guys can look forward to that in the coming weeks. Um, and if there's any of you guys who want to put your hand up to actually be on the show and do an episode with us, please let us know. Shoot us up in like comments or send us their DM or whatever. Yeah, hit us up and um, yeah, we'll, um, we'll see if we can arrange it and make it happen. Sounds good. You know what? We could probably might even be able to get to a point where we have a segment where we get a guest on to ask us a couple of questions. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be really good. It's, it's a possibility. Yep, yep. And for those listeners that actually get to an end of an ap- our episode, I'd like to hear what people actually would love to ask us and yeah. actually get to know us so in that if sense. if you're interested, hit us up in our DMs, whether it be on Facebook or Insta. Mm, slide into my DM. Mm, slide into my dick. <laughs> it's been a while since we ripped that one out. That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. Well, um, do you want to plug your own butthole? Yep, so you can hit me up on my, as Ed likes to say, social medias at Braddles2505. So that's B-R-A-D-E-L-S-2505. That's on Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook. All on your various social presences. (laughs) That's so bad. And you can follow me on Instagram at tboner80figs. That's T-B-O-N-E-R-8-0-F-I-G-S. figs D O G S. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> and on Snapchat at tboner18. Perfect. There we go. Well, that wraps it up for another week. Um, and so- and till next time. Fucking up. Not.